cool so chicks it's your girl day i'm denisa this is lauren and i'm ayana and you're tuned into saved girl secrets what's going on denisa i'm having a whole little thing in my head i'm sorry hey y'all hi hey oh my goodness okay so i have a story what's What's your your story story, girl (laughs) (laughs) what's your story day that y'all in unison was cute um so this is crazy like crazy crazy y'all know how i'd be like only certain stuff happened to me type of crazy like this is like that type of crazy and so remember the the event that denisa was supposed to do <laughs> initially initially for well, christian perspective well, i don't she, think i was never supposed to well she, she got asked me and i wasn't available yeah. but i told her i knew somebody that you know i would definitely yeah. try to y'all and i knew the foundation of the point that point is that it initially wasn't even me because it was supposed to be you. That's how that was all yeah, set up. Was it was Lord. always supposed to be you. Okay. <laughs> I received that. Um, but long story short, at the event, um, I was on a, a part of a panel. I think I was actually hosting the panel. And the entire event was around like broken to peace and just talking about like broken spaces in your life and becoming whole and all of those things. And so one of the questions that was asked during the panel was just like one of the most broken areas, you know, or spaces, moments in your life. And so for me, one of the things that I went into was when I was engaged back in 2013 and just how it crashed and burned and how it was so horrible and um, basically that I had to throw the whole Instagram away and Facebook and all of that stuff. And so what ended up happening was there was another person on the panel who, after I spoke, she's like, how real do you want to get? Or how transparent do you want to be? And I was like, I, transparency, I do that. Like, it's my thing. And so she was like, the person that you're talking about, I dated before you. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Everybody in the room was like, whoa. A hush went over A the hush crowd. fell over the crowd. Um, and she just went into talking about how, you know, how for years, you know, she had seen me and in her mind had just different stories based on her perception and how now that we were sitting on the same panel, she never would have known what I said in reference to that situation was the actual truth in that situation. And so today, um, for all our listeners, we actually have that person on the podcast with us. Her name is Channing. Channing, say hi. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Same girl secrets exclusive, y'all. Y'all yes. can't get this tea nowhere exclusive. else, okay? Yes. <laughs> you talk about tea. This is like a whole entire... This there- is- Listen, this is the whole thing. You got the whole kettle today. Mm -hmm. The whole kettle. I um, I guess the first question I have for you, Channing, is on the panel when we first got there and everything was going down. What even made you be honest about that in front of a room full of people? Because I don't think many women who felt the way that you felt, and I don't want to go into what you said on the panel because I wanted to give you the opportunity to do so. Um, mm-hmm. but a, what made you bold enough to say something? And then do you mind sharing with the listeners what it was that you said? Sure. So this is Save Girl Secrets and you know, Holy Spirit will talk to us in these moments that we have with him. And so even before the panel, I was really nervous about doing the panel because I hadn't been on a panel before. This was actually my first panel. Um, and so I hadn't been on a panel before. 
Um, and I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to sit on the stage just yet. Like, God, this is not, this, this isn't, this isn't my comfort zone. And so he's like, no, we're going to break you out of your comfort zone. And so, you know, I'm still thinking through it and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it'll get canceled or something like that. And I won't be able to do it. And that'll just be my out. And I was going back and forth and I was like, okay, I think, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And then she released the flyer with all of the speakers on it. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. I'm definitely not doing it now. I'm not doing it because for years I had compared myself to Charday. Like she was telling you guys, she dated someone that I had dated before her. And I had been comparing myself to her. And I had always told myself, man, like when I saw that, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to sit on the stage with somebody that I've compared myself to for so for so long. Um, I didn't feel like I was qualified. I had told myself so many years ago, oh, because Charday is this and she's beautiful and she's influential and she's brilliant. I'm not that. And so for me, being a perfectionist in my mind, because I hadn't really dealt with that yet, I was still saying, oh, my goodness, I can't sit on the panel with her. She's so brilliant. She's so influential. She's so motivational. I don't think I'm there yet. Um, and so I really wanted to walk away from the panel. But I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And as I started thinking about why I didn't want to do it, why I didn't want to sit on the on the panel with Charde, um, Holy Spirit just began to show me a moment where I unveiled to Charde how I actually knew her, and I was like, I'm not doing that. And so the whole time we're at the event, I'm kind of like sitting off to, by myself. The Holy Spirit is, is dealing with me, and I'm like, Come on, like not not here, not now. We can do this in our secret place, but not here. Okay, we, we're not doing this. Um, and so. We got on the panel, and the whole time I'm sitting on the panel, I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, if you want me to say it, you're going to have to get me, you're, you're going to have to give me an end. Like, I'm not just going to bring this up randomly. That's just going to be awkward. Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to have to bring this up. You're going to have to literally present an opportunity and then push me into it. Mm. And so it happened. Charday asked the question, and she, she asked something to the degree of how did you get to a point of healing? I think we had been talking about how, you know, healing is an ongoing process. It's a journey. None of us said that we had attained just a level of complete and divine total healing. We're still on this path to, to getting better. Right. And so, um, Sarday asked the question, you know, how did we even begin that, that journey or something, something to that extent? And it was like, Holy Spirit was like, all right, sis, this, this is your chance. Hmm. And I, I took a deep breath in and I looked at Charday and I said, you know, this entire evening you've been talking about a relationship that ended horribly and it broke you to the point where, like you said, you had to throw the whole Instagram away, throw the whole face, just throw everything away. Okay, just, let's, just, let's just start from scratch. And I said, how, <laughs> how open are you about the story? And she was like, I'm so open because I wanted to gauge, you know, her comfort level. I didn't want this to be something that was going to make her feel embarrassed or make her feel, you know, uncomfortable because she was mm -hmm. moderating. She was hosting and I didn't want us to take the moderator out because she's, you know, uncomfortable. Um, and so I asked her how many times she'd been engaged because she told me that she was an open book and she said three. And I was like, oh, that kind of throws a wrench in, in things because I think she may be talking about this person, but I'm not sure. And Holy Spirit was like, no, keep digging. And I said, okay. I said, for me, I have been a woman who has allowed comparison to shackle me. And mm -hmm. that is what led me to seasons of brokenness. 
I would get in a place where I allow comparison to fuel my self-hatred and my self-sabotage. And so that just led to hmm. deeper and deeper levels of brokenness. And I said, she doesn't know this, but I compared myself to Charvet for years. And that's when the hush fell over the crowd. Cause they're like, what, <laughs> what is about to happen in here? Yeah. And I was like, she dated somebody, the person that she's been talking about all night, I believe, I think this is the same person that I dated before she dated him. And I said, because I was in a broken state, I was going through Facebook, I was going through everything. And I'm like, man, like, maybe if I was as pretty as Charday, he would have stayed with me. Or maybe if I was shaped like Charday, he would have stayed with me. Or Maybe if I was as brilliant as Charday, he would have stayed with maybe, 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 maybe. And so that led me into this place of brokenness where I'm constantly trying to overexert myself with other people that I would find myself in a relationship with because I just wanted to be this level of perfection that is not even attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had compared myself so heavily to Charday that I was forcing myself into these cycles of, you know, just going above and beyond and doing extra stuff that I wasn't even called to, to do. And so that is, that's what I shared um, with the people that night. And Sarday and I connected afterwards and we had a good little talk. We had a good little laugh. Yes, we good, did. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely an interesting moment for me. It was. For I sure. I can imagine. <laughs> and I just want to confirm. So for our listeners, you two had never met prior to that moment, right? It wasn't like you knew of each other or you ran in the same circles that he ran in or that you had mutual friends of his. Like, you didn't know each other, right? We didn't know each so other. We okay. did not know each other. And here's the funny part. I met Charday maybe last year or the year before. I've been in Atlanta for about three years. And so I met her at, at an event. And I was working a table for somebody that I was working for at the time. And she was working with somebody as well. And and we were at the event together. And I saw her and I was like, she looks so familiar to me. But I don't know where I know her because, like she said, this was 2013. And so now we're in like, what, 2018, 2019. And I'm like, she looks familiar, but I don't know. I feel like she might be from Maryland or something like that. So I think I asked, I said, you know, you look so familiar to me. And she was like, you look familiar, too. And I'm like, where are you from? She said, Maryland. I said, okay, that must be where I know her from. Maybe she, you know, attended a group that I was a part of or something like that. But it didn't Mm -hmm. dawn on me until afterwards. Like, I looked at her more and I was like, there was something in me that felt like I was inferior to her even in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, "Why why would I feel like that? Why would I feel like that about this woman that I don't know anything about? What is that guy? And so he reminded me, he was like, that's your ex is ex. And I said, mm. oh. Gotcha. And I said, that can't be right. That's not true. And so I went back and I think there may have still been like pictures on his social media or something like that. And I was like, that is her. And so when this opportunity came up and I saw her picture on the flyer, I was like, you know what? I know exactly who this is now and I'm not doing it. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did. I, I I'm really glad am. I did. I think that definitely spoke to a lot of the women in the room, especially ones who have the spirit of comparison or who definitely fall into that same um, trajectory. And I mean, I think that it's important to say, even though I'm pretty sure you probably don't need to necessarily hear it, but that you're brilliant and you're beautiful and all of those things. And I think one of the things you said 
um, on the panel, that was so key was that it was a full circle moment where yes. you saw me in one space and you in another. And it's like, no, we're on the same playing field. We're on the same platform. We have the same authority and power in the kingdom of God. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really dope. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question, um, a, mm-hmm. a question for each of you, actually. So how did you feel like want like your healing process of, you know, getting from the comparison and getting from, you know, not being whole, I guess, in the sense of, you know, spiritually, because maybe it was coming from, you know, the flesh. What did it take for you? Like, did it take you seeing yourself or being in a different relationship did it take you being in in an intimate relationship with the lord like what did it take you to get out of that space so for me um a lot of a lot of prayer a lot of honest and transparent prayer there was a time in my life where i felt like i needed to be perfect in my intimate time with god and that is that's not true so for me to be able to say god I feel inferior to this woman. And this is after Charday. I didn't pray that when I was comparing myself to Charday. This has been after Charday. So going to God and say, God, what is it? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like this towards this woman? What why is it that I am looking at her and I feel inferior in her presence or I want to shrink in her presence? Mm-hmm. And it was it was a journey. Like God would begin to reveal to me. Okay, well, she has a level of motivation that you know that you need to have, but you've been, for me, and I can say this for me, you've been lazy about the things that I've been telling you to do. And she's going out and she's doing the things that I'm telling her to do. And so you're looking at her life and you're looking at how I'm blessing her and how I'm breathing upon just her efforts in doing what I've called her to do. But you're stuck in fear. And so, Mm -hmm. my daughter, I need for you to trust me. I came to a realization and I shared this on the panel the other day. God had to really sit me down and say, you don't, you do not trust me. Mm. And that was a hard thing for me to hear. Um, So one being very vulnerable and being very transparent in prayer because he knows it all already. So why not just go to him broken as we are? Why not just go to him with these emotions that we don't necessarily want to take to somebody else? Because it's not easy to say, man, like I feel inferior to this woman because our friends of course are gonna they're gonna pump us up i mean if we have friends who are you know they they have sort of like a therapy background or or they're like a counselor they may ask us questions to pry to see why we're feeling those types of things but if you don't necessarily have that in your circle you're just going to get people who are hyping your head up but you're not really getting to the root of the cause that's like going to a doctor and they want to give you all this medicine but they're not getting to the root of why you're even ill in the first place mm-hmm. and so i had to take moments where i just where I was just very transparent with God, um, actually going to therapy because I have a distorted view of myself mm. and having someone else help me to see, you don't feel like you're enough. Mm. Um, that really helped me having people around me who speak positively. So community is big for me, even though I'm an introvert, even though I prefer to be alone, I know that I need community because there are people around me who see things in me that for some reason I have blinded myself to. And so they'll speak to me and just as Charday will say, you're beautiful too. You're smart too. I have people around me who consistently remind me of who I am and the strengths that God has given me and the gifts and the talents that I have, the things that I don't want to, I don't really want to tap into because I'm afraid of what happens. I think for me, I'm afraid of a level of success. Mm. Um, I don't know what's going to come. I'm afraid of having to maintain that level and, mm. and, 
failing after I've reached a, a level of quote unquote success. Um, so yeah, for me, it's been therapy. It's been transparent and honest prayer, intimate time with God. Um, and it's been, um, community. So Channing, um, this is Lauren. So what's up girl? Um, <laughs> I got one, I got hey, one lady. question. <laughs> I got yeah. one question. How did that night change your life? Um, because this is, that night gave you an opportunity to actually face the thing that sounds like had, it had been haunting you for many, yeah. many years. So how did Channing's life evolve, um, since that night? Um, man. So I feel myself getting emotional as I'm, as I'm thinking about that question, but I was like, I told you guys in this prayer that I recently prayed about feeling inferior to a woman, that is still something that I struggle with. And that was a prayer that I prayed maybe like two months ago. Mm. Um, and wow. so I began to just kind of write down some things that the Lord was ministering to me. Um, and I hope that I remember it correctly, but I am somebody who has dealt with perfectionism. And so Holy Spirit began to minister to me and he said, um, for the perfectionist, just the illusion of perfection in someone else's life makes you feel like you cannot attain that which you're striving for. And so for me, here Charday say that this relationship that I have been comparing myself to, I have been comparing myself to her, um, seeing that in in, in human form. So I thought that this relationship was perfect. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know. I mean, I knew that they weren't married, but I didn't know what happened. I still thought the situation was perfect and maybe they just mutually decided to end it. Um, and so for me, it changed me because it helped me to see that we really all, all of us have our own struggles mm-hmm. daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. We all have good parts of us. We all have bad parts of us. We all have, you know, the parts of us that we're happy to talk about, the parts that we're not happy to talk about. We all have those things. And so for me, it helped me to take some pressure off of myself to always perform, to always be perfect. And I think being able to see clearly that behind the scenes, what was going on, what what was being presented on social media, isn't that that's not the case all of the time. Hello. Because we not. talk about Instagram <laughs> as being the land of the highlight reel. Because we want to post, we want our, our feeds to look great. We want our, our, our pictures to be of us always happy. But in between posts, there is real life that is happening. Exactly. And everybody doesn't necessarily share that stuff. There are people who prefer to be very quiet about that kind of stuff. And that's perfectly fine. And then there are people who choose to air that kind of stuff out. And that's fine, too. Um, but for me, I had to come to the realization that we are all human beings on this planet. And life is going to happen. We're going to have our good days. We're going to have our bad days. I had this illusion that because Charday looked happy in her photos, that she was always happy in that relationship. That's what my mind was telling me. And so I had to realize that, yes, she may have been happy for a time, but then there were also moments when they may have had disagreements. There may have been times when they weren't always seeing eye to eye. There may have been moments when she felt like, man, am I am I really supposed to be in this relationship? Am I really supposed to be doing this? Did I make the right decision? There are questions and, and things that we go through every single day of our lives. And for me to sit back and say, man, everything is just so perfect with this person. That That's an unfair assessment. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, and so. I wonder if you I wonder if you had known that information, would it have still changed your perception of her? I don't because, think so. Oh, okay. 
I honestly don't. I honestly don't think so. Even if I, in mm, that moment, that's in that season of my life, in that season of my life, because I was so broken, I think I still would have tried to find a way. Um, for me, melancholy mm. was comfortable for me. I appreciate your honesty with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it was yeah. comfortable. It was. It, it, it's so much easier to feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. So much easier to tear yourself down than to say, oh, well, you know, things aren't perfect. Let me fix my attitude and go on about my business. No, I still would have found something else mm-hmm. to wow. compare myself to her. And it was only Sade. It wasn't any other woman. It was just solely Sade that you just kept, I guess, the image of Sade kept hunting you. Or um, I have always, I've always dealt with comparison. Okay. Um, so it could be any woman. Okay. It didn't okay. have to, it but just I- happen to be that. Yeah, it was just that, yeah, especially that particular, that particular situation, because that was someone that you dated as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes okay. sense. Which is which is understandable. I've um, I feel like if we're honest with each other, I know we've all had those type of moments. Um, I know personally, I I've had those type of moments. Um, mm-hmm. especially with this is Ayana, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. especially growing up for me personally, there was always this, well, when I was younger, now that I'm older, it's whatever. When I was younger, there was always this kind of light skin versus dark skin thing. And, mm-hmm. um, when I grew, you know, when I was in like middle school, mainly middle school, not high school as much, but when I was in middle school, I used to get, um, I used to get teased about my skin complexion because uh-huh. it had one particular boy who would be like, you know, he would call me all types of names that was totally unnecessary. He liked you. <laughs> and the thing is, we were the same complexion. That was the crazy thing. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really affected me and it made me feel, because I think his girlfriend was light-skinned, and it made me feel a certain type mm-hmm. of way like, okay, am I not good enough because yeah. of my skin complexion and it made me compare even in other possible relationships or whatnot, especially when I went into high school, because that was sort of the thing back then. Um, eventually growing up into an adult, I, you know, it took, you know, me and God having a few conversations that I was like, you know what, I don't care about this anymore, but I can definitely understand and see your point of view uh, when it comes to that and then with the self-sabotage and the comparison and all of that, um, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to say thank you so much, Channing, for hopping on, for being completely transparent. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. Absolutely. yes your honesty Absolutely. has been a blessing, probably mm-hmm. not just us, but I'm sure to everybody mm-hmm. who is listening and who will listen to the podcast. So we want to yeah. thank you for hopping on. We are going to actually go to We're a break. Take a quick break. And we'll All be right, right back. All righty. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you in part by the Hair Razor Hair and Skin Oil. Visit www.thehairraiser.com for more info. All right, ladies, we are back. Yes, that was some tea. I wish I had some tea. I'm drinking some water. Hey, piping hot. Gatorade, okay. So I actually, I I have a question for you, Day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how how did you get to a space where you could receive what was said? 
or how did you get to a space where, because I felt like um, we were talking off air, but these con- these types of situations happen often. And mm-hmm. typically it's only shown in like a love and hip hop distorted, very negative. Like real crazy. Yeah. Real yeah. animosity, real, you know, like Be like, we ready to fight. Yeah. You know, For no just, reason. It's just. It's never really painted in this light, so I commend both you and Channing for yep. being honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. How did you get to a space where you were like, okay, you know what? Even after this happened, we could chop it up in my car. Because I don't know that I could have chopped it up in my car. You know what I mean? Or I could, I don't know. I don't know. Like, how did you get to a space where it's like, I, I'm hearing what you have to say and I'm receptive to it? Or just, I don't know. Um, I think uh, part of it, not to be super deep, but my heart is for women mm. and being from a transparent space, like I have a heart to empathize with people right. just in general, because it's like, I see you and I, I can feel what you're feeling. And then I didn't feel like it came in a disrespectful manner. I think that was the other thing too, is that when she said what she said, I felt like it was more from uh, freeing herself and really letting the audience that was there in to see that than it was a, oh, I'm about to throw a monkey wrench in this whole little situation and let everybody know, um, A, that she'd been engaged multiple times, and then B, that, you know, the person that she was engaged to before the one she's engaged to now used to be my man before he was her man. It wasn't from that perspective it was more from a the thing that basically tore you apart was something that I was begging God for Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was something that the audience needed to see because it was basically mostly females and we do that so often we look at what everybody else has we look at people's relationships we look at people's jobs we look at people's hair we look at people's kids and we're like oh I want this I want that but it's like you don't understand what's behind that right you know what I mean and for me she isn't the first person who's done that to me so it wasn't like a it wasn't a new phenomenon Mm -hmm. for me I've had you know people have an issue with me just from a space of not understanding that they don't know what it took for me to get to where I am or to have what I have. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Well, thank you. I thought it was dope. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I appreciate the vulnerability. All right, so um, we have a, a scripture. Who's going to, Denisa, you going to um, read, read the scripture oh, for us? Um, so the scripture is coming from James chapter three and it's both verses 16 and 17. And I'm reading from the new living translation and it reads for wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder in every kind of evil. But the wisdom from above is first of all, pure. It is also peace loving, gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere, which I think goes back to today's point, how she even presented it to you. It was gentle and sincere. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, I think just having a spirit of discernment, you have the ability to like say like, are you coming from somewhere else or is it really from a from a genuine place. And I think for her, it was definitely a vulnerable 
genuine space um, for certain. But it's just like even for all of that to be orchestrated in my mind, it was God yeah, for me definitely. to for me to actually be hosting it for both of us to be from Maryland, but also now living in Atlanta for both of us to know the same circles of people to the point where we would end up on a panel for the questions to add up for us to even get to that part of the conversation, you know, is God. But I mean, for the listeners um, who are listening to the podcast, I just want to put it out there that you're not by yourself, sis. (laughs) If you out here stalking somebody's social media page, sis, you're not alone. There are people we, who do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or we, uh, you know, we all got a little detective in us, a little FBI. That's so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, stop, stop doing that. I will say that. Um, any other, I guess, do we have anything else to say to add to? I think one of the biggest You know, people she, walking through this. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things she said was counseling. Yeah. Like, yeah, she Get did. you some. That was real. And she said something that was I thought was really profound when she said that the perfectionism affected her in such a way that she thought that's how she should be in her relationship with God. And I think a lot of people have that misconception that they can't be their vulnerable selves or they just can't be themselves before the Lord. Like, yeah. the bell is broken. You get to be your weak, you know, embarrassing, whatever Talk you got anyhow. going. Yeah, like, yeah. that is how your relationship should be. You don't have to come before him in some holier than thou type of way and he's not out to get you if you aren't perfect if you're perfect you don't need him so what, mm-hmm. what did he hear for yeah yeah i mean but you- i feel like even your imperfections are perfect mm-hmm. that's like just that. how i mean that's personally how i feel because i feel like imperfections it produces other things within you that i think ultimately quote makes you perfect end quote mm-hmm. um because none of us are perfect. Right. Yeah. Only through Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never met a perfect person. Well, yeah. Nope. So My spirit. Think, your spirit is perfect. Exactly. Right. But that flesh, huh? Yeah. But I think I think a lot of times we don't embrace our flaws. And so um it, it kinda like what she was saying, it begins to haunt us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me, I didn't I didn't start overcoming things until I started to like embrace the fact that like, okay, I'm flaw I have a flaw in this, I have a flaw in that. I have a flaw in this. And it's like the constant work that you just personally have to do. And I think in you understanding that and in you making the effort to do that, that's what makes you perfect. Yeah. You know? That's good. You know, is that you just have the understanding of like, okay, yeah, like I could do better in this. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? The Bible says that like we press... We press toward the, the mark, mark yeah. Yeah. you know. So that means you never will arrive yes. to the mark. Right, it's always, always pressing. pressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it lets us know that we're ever evolving creatures. It's one of my favorite things to say, but it literally says that He will continue to do a good work in us until He comes back. So there's no point of you. There's you know no arrival. I mean? Yeah, there is no arrival. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the runway that just never runs out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, and yeah. It's, it, the runway is just going to keep going. Yeah. And the more you evolve, to learn your point, there are going to be things and situations that really produce imperfections or that show you what different imperfections are in different seasons of your life, you know? Yeah. yeah. I got one more thing to say. Go ahead, girl. I think the situation also for me, what I just realized, is... It makes me excited that we do this show. It makes me excited that we've taken on being honest and transparent and having vulnerable conversations because there's so many women or just people in general who could look at each one of us and say, oh, she's just so perfect. She's just so this. She's just so that. And I think that when a person puts you on that type of a pedestal, and you meet them where they are and say, nah, sis, this is what I'm going through. It 
puts you in a space where a person can feel like you're tangible, like you're reachable. And they say, wow, they're human. Right. They're human and they're still accomplishing whatever it is that they're accomplishing. But I can do that, too. The same God that they have, I have. I can do that, too. And I think that if more women got to this space where they were able to be vulnerable and transparent, imagine if I would have completely shut my mouth. Right. You know what I mean? Imagine if I never would have been honest about the fact that, yo, that situation ripped me to shreds. Mm. Like if I never would have been honest about that, there's somebody out there who would have been like, oh, my God, did you know, it was so Still perfect. And it was yeah. to this day. And I think that that is what we do at Save Girl Secrets. And with our listeners, we encourage you. The word says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And it's like when you begin to share where it was that you've been and even where you currently are, it gives other people hope that, you know, there is a God and he does redeem time and that he does heal hearts and give peace. So, All right. Thank you, ladies. That was awesome. Um, So our WCW for this week is none other than Miss Channing B. Yeah. I wish I, I had some. It's her applause. I wish I had some applause on here. <laughs> right, but um, Channing, thank you so much for your vulnerability, your honesty, um, just even honestly facing that, like you know, imaginary thing, even on the pa- panel, like because it really wasn't about Charde. Yeah. Like phase Charde out. It was what was really everything behind that. And just her being able to be open and honest, even on the panel in front of a whole bunch of people, and then open and honest with our listeners. So thank you, Channing. You are our WCW for this week. And you guys can um, check out Channing at on Instagram at Channing underscore B underscore. So we'll definitely, you guys know that we do a WCW every week Go on our page. So just show her some love. Um, we'll show her some love on our Save Girl Secrets page, and you guys can go show her some love, too. So yes. one new thing that I kind of want to just put out there, because we were talking about music prior, but um, a song that kind of really speaks to this and kind of really speaks to surrendering, if you have comparison to the Lord, which I think is pretty dope, is by Jonathan McReynolds off of his Make Room album, and is a legit called Comparison Kills. So we're going to put that up in our story this week. And we want you to vibe out. And if you have anything to say, you can email us. You can tell your story if you're someone in this situation and, you know, you're trying to surrender your comparison. You're trying to surrender. And it may not have to do with another woman. It can, but it could be in other areas, whether it be careers, whether it be finances, whether it be um, relationships with your family members. You like how your cousin and her mother have a relationship. Whatever the case may be, feel free to email us at savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. Yes. And um, if that is everything, um, yeah, make sure and follow us um, at Save Girl Secrets um, on all social media media platforms. Make sure and check out our website and um, also uh, check us out on, uh, excuse me, leave your review. We uh, get so many reviews in our DMs, but we would really love for you guys to go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening um, and leave a review. Let us know how you feel, what you think, all of that. Uh, We really want to hear from you. So 
Thank you guys always so much for showing us so much love and appreciation and support and sharing with your friends. So every week, remember to tell a friend, to tell a friend, and tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to Save Girl Secrets. Um, so uh, we're going to get out of here. Is that it, ladies? Everybody's yeah, good? I think I'm done. All hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Love Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye. Good God bless you. See you next week. I mean, hear, hear us. <laughs> Not see us. Yes.